drop reflecting on the water as the sun shuts her eyes don't know why you'll uncover watch the tide rolling with the moonlight everything is silent on this wheezy bed of night Hey there, you are listening to Missing Magnolias. Scarlett and Michelle here. This is Cedar Creek Crime Diaries Part 1. We are here to talk about a case that's happening in real time that thanks to Michelle's lovely Google alerts and trips down Reddit, you know, brought to our attention. And really, this should be national news. So I, I think it's only a matter of time. But we're here to talk to you about a private school in Ruston, Louisiana that is being sued by the parents of a student who was bullied over the course of eight months by eight other students who we have been told have since been expelled. A The 20-page petition went viral on Facebook, and on Monday, the September 20th, the school actually put a, uh, a kind of press release on the topic to try to, to get, I guess, get ahead of the situation. And there's been a lot of backlash the post itself from the school is there's a lot of victim shaming and for many it's it's very triggering. So this story at the school, it's I, I think it's opened the eyes to some and for others it's it's reopened old wounds and uh, people are coming out of the woodwork to share their experience. So today we have with us a we have Megan. Welcome Megan. Hey. Megan is one of the brave souls who's coming forward and trying to be proactive and, and stand in solidarity with this poor student who, through court records, is, is going by the name of Paul. His name's not actually Paul, but he's a minor. And so uh, we're going to protect his identity and call him Paul. And Megan actually organized a protest in, in support of Paul. So Megan is here to talk about the protest. So so Megan, first, uh, can I ask you what way to start and organize this protest? Um, so what originally, it actually, we never expected it to, well, number one, we never expected to, you know, kind of take the reins on it. It just kind of happened. And then, of course, we never expected it to get as much attention as it did to even have, you know, some of the news channels come in. But originally, why I kind of took the reins on it and, you know, me and Christina took the reins on it, I don't speak speak for her but I'm speaking for myself when I say this is because I'm a I'm a mom I have a son and I'm I've also been a victim of sexual assault before so it kind of hit home with me and you know I kept telling myself when I was reading with it like I have to stand for this child and with this child because you know when it was me I was too scared to open up and so there was no one that stood with me so I had to stand with him Wow. And thank you so much for for sharing that with us. I, I think a lot of people will appreciate that you came forward with that information. Can you tell us from the other protesters, were these other students, other mothers, other people in Ruston who were who was coming out to this? This first little rally that we had, a lot of people got got very scared to come to it because someone had made an announcement that, you know, what we were doing wasn't going to be tolerated, that the police were going to shut us down. Now, keep in mind that I was I was out all day, pretty much, until I got my son from school. So from 7.30 a.m. 
until like two thirty in the afternoon. I was we went to Lowe's as that's where we began this thing. We we wrote on our car windows "Justice for Paul," and then we drove around town a little bit in our vehicles. And then I ended up at the courthouse. And I went ahead and went inside and asked permission. And they were like, you know, you don't even have to ask. This is government property. This is public property. Just don't get in the way. Don't block the roads. Don't tell anybody they can't come in. You know, do what you want to do. Exercise your right. And so the fact that a lot of people got scared because of some comments made definitely made it turn into more of a um, smaller event than we had originally expected with the people who committed to it. So now what we are doing is trying to get a permit from the city of Ruston to have a larger event with a permit that's going to be in Railroad Park. And hopefully we get approved for it and we can do it on Saturday. Wow. And do you can you sense already is, you know, is it fair to say Ruston's like a small town or has like a small town vibe? It does almost have like, a, well, not almost. Yeah, it it does. It's not not like small as in amount of people, but it does have that small town, everybody knows everybody type of vibe to it. Do you sense that this is, is this divisive? Like are, are people like on the fence with it? Yeah, she's shaking her head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe so. For just from what I've witnessed online and, you know, everybody has the right to free speech, of course. And, you know, it's good to have opposition. That's, you know, you get talk go and that's what makes it even better. But there is definitely two sides of the fence that a lot of different people are standing on one side or the other. I don't know if you grew up in the area or if you knew a lot about the school prior, because uh, as you mentioned, you, you know, you, you didn't go to the school and your kids don't go to this this school in particular. Were you surprised by that this came out? Was this a shock for you or, or had you heard other stories like this or of abuse so, and bullying? Not to this extent. I have heard of in the city of Ruston and at some of the schools that there have been some instances of bullying. And, you know, when my son started school, they have like a whole week committed to talking about bullying and everybody gets these little tags that says no bullying. And it's, they have this whole thing for that. But when I came across the news story, I looked into it, but I wasn't completely appalled until I saw the document that was released for the lawsuit. And that reading through that, I had to pause and step away so many times because one, it's, it's reading through that kind of makes you flash back to things that you've experienced. And then to think that it's a 14, 15 year old child that this has happened to. I had to take a lot of breaks. So I was extremely, extremely shocked. Yeah, I guess should we take a minute to backpedal and maybe say what we can for those that aren't aware of the story about what was published in the the court documents and just about this case itself. From what we can see, and please correct me if I don't say anything correctly, the student Paul over the course of eight months was bullied by eight other students. And what was uh, known as Paul Hell Day, they had organized this. And there's also a, a YouTube video that's it's horrific. And the school actually in their Facebook post cited this YouTube video, which we'll have to I'm smiling because it's unbelievable. And we'll have to yeah. there's so many things to unpack here. So I'm trying we'll have to go back just to the, the school's position in a minute. But it's like almost Lord of the Flies. Or if you've read Girl Out, it's, you know, girls and boys. I know there's a difference in terms of how they bully, but these eight boys, maybe 13 or 14 years old, all ganged up on this poor kid. And every day they 
made it part of their routine to torture him and antagonize him. And uh, in the video, they're parading this very large Eiffel Tower statue, which it looks like they might have used as a, a part of the assault. Uh, it's it's not, uh, there's, I'm having to breathe for a minute. It's, it's just so horrible. But the school, it, it looks like had ample opportunity if the fact that this was a YouTube video and we later learned was used as a PowerPoint presentation in one of the classes. Just to clarify things, the the school investigated this uh, a, alleged abuse, right? The bullying, did um, the school have an investigation in, or in any way? So from what the school said, and I think it's since been taken down and the school has actually removed their page. They said that they hired their own investigator. He was a retired police officer. I believe he was with Rustin PD for 20 years and he was retired, but they hired their own investigator. Wow. Okay. And the students were punished in some way, right? For this, they were expelled. So I believe what what I read was that they were expelled, but from my knowledge of you know, the education system and here and where the kids are at now, some of them are at schools in the same district and some one of them, I believe, is at a charter school. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that if you're expelled, you can't, can you go to the school in the same district? Oh gosh, I don't know what the rules are about expulsions. See, that's what my question was. And a lot of people's question or concern was, and especially for the one that went to the charter school, I have a friend that's at the charter school, her kids are at the charter school. And from what she was told that his expulsion was, none of them knew about it. And if he was expelled, it would have been had, it would have had to have been brought to the board at the charter school and gone through a hearing. So the big conspiracy for it right now was were they really expelled or were they just asked to not come back ah okay I hear what you're saying and I'm asking questions because I'm trying to be really careful about the words that I use like should we say alleged abuse or or do we have you know it's like I want to treat it like a crime but it's not it is a crime but like in the context of school it's sort of handled differently especially Mm -hmm. private school because if you were in a public school um, chances are a resource officer would be there and would be involved. And if there's any physical contact, you usually, I mean, there's a school to prison pipeline for a reason. Like usually kids are formally processed through the justice right. system, but we don't have any of that here. But we do know that the students may or we, well, I guess we don't even know if they were or were not punished. Right. So I guess, we, I guess we should say alleged abuse. And then we have, so not only did just horrific physical, psychological and sexual abuse that's alleged to have occurred, But then we also have a whole several faculty members who's who we who's it's alleged that they saw knew about and allowed it to occur. And then so we have those people who are like living in this kind of small town community. And then we have the uh, public Mm -hmm. who is hearing about it. And then we have Mm -hmm. this Facebook post. And I'm not on Facebook, but I'm on several strange subreddits that look for true crime cases all over the place. And and I forget where, but that's how I stumbled upon so many had shared it on a subreddit, the Facebook post. And I was just in shock and awe that any organization would post so much information out there during an active lawsuit for the everyone to, to read. 
and then to seemingly personally attack the kiddo at, at hand and then to to post pictures about of the alleged item of torture and say that and then discredit the victim is absurd to me. it's just the most bizarre thing i've seen this week yeah it's definitely oh man it's got to be on up there in the top 5 of the most tragic things I've seen and heard, especially as far as, you know, what's all been put out there on the internet. Oh, and I bet, I mean, I, I was telling everybody all week what a tool social media can be. It's it's how you use it. And, mm-hmm. and oh, I bet it's tough times right now. How is the community? I don't know. Like, I, I guess, how's the social media? I guess that's a good representation it, of the community. You know, when we were at the courthouse the other day, or yesterday, I'm sorry, when we were at the courthouse yesterday, we had nothing but, you know, very good experiences. Everybody either smiled and waved, honked their horns as they drove by. Some people came up and talked to us. Some people came and walked around the courthouse with us like we were doing. Others would ignore us. And we did only have one bad experience. And like I said, everybody has a right to their opinion. And I know there's so much up in the air right now. And we did get hollered at by an older man and called vulgar names. And, you know, that was fine. We I just kept telling everybody, just ignore it. We're not going to go for this. So there is some divide, but it's not, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I did think that we would get more backlash and more hate towards us or more hateful things being said towards us. So I was, I was glad to see more positive things towards what we were doing, because at the end of the day, Paul represents more than just this to us. He represents every child. You know, I mean, he kept this to himself for so long because no one was doing anything. And, you know, that's bullying is about making someone feel like they're less than human or whatever. And that's the thing we want every child to know that, you know, your community backs you. There are people out here that back you. There are people who will believe you. And there are people who support you. Well said. And, you know, you mentioned that you're a mom. I'm not a parent. If, unless you call like a, a cat mom, if that counts, it, it doesn't. Absolutely, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is, a, this is a private school. And, you know, people pay, you know, a lot of money for their kids for the, op, you know, the opportunity to education and also the expectation of safety. So I can't imagine what parents are going through especially in this community, knowing that you entrust your, your kid with someone else for eight, eight or more hours a day, if the, you know, the act, after school activities and yes. to know that it's such a, it's such a, uh, it's horrible. It's, I, I can't imagine it's, it's so, it's just injustice and it's terrifying. You're correct. You are correct. And when you talked about um, some people perhaps being scared off by what was on the internet, was it, random people in the community saying don't go the cops will come or or was it like actual agencies no one was deterring you from going right no there was no um it, the police uh, the police department wasn't discouraging us no it was just random people in the community we even had somebody try to post in our group event page the same thing that was posted on this lo- like local rant page which it's Rustin rants and trying to say, you know, it's going to be shut down. You're, you know, what kind of wasting your time. You need to tell people the truth about what's going to happen. If they come out there, there's people wanting to drive from two hours away. And I just, all I did was I kept sharing the website 
for Louisiana where I went and got all my information for what rights you have as an American citizen to rally together and protest or rally on public property. And that's what I kept sharing. And once that started happening, I did get a lot of people telling me, you know, maybe I'm just going to sit this one out. I, you know, I have children myself and I don't want to get in any trouble. And I did try to assure people that I didn't think that was something that was going to happen, but I just kind of, I just kind of stopped trying to explain. And I was just like, look, I'm going to be there. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. And I'm standing up for this child and any other child. I'm not going to fear something that I've tried to educate myself. You know, (laughs) I, I mean, I did a lot of research to know what rights I was within. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. You're just a regular person that saw something that you're just not willing to stand with in your community and you want other people to hear that. And I think that's right. awesome. And, you know, I'm reminded of uh, BACA, the Bikers Against Child Abuse Organization. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because it, it's sad and it's wonderful. You know, like it's disgusting that we don't create a justice system that protects victims, especially children especially children who have experienced trauma like sexual or physical victimization. Right. That's disgusting that it took, you know, basically a bake sale from the bikers to, to keep kids safe. But, <laughs> you know, that's what they did. They, they band together and they said, we're going to just show up for these kids so they aren't scared. Right. People think that's- we're big and mean and scary and we're going to be there for them. Right. That's so crazy that you mentioned them. I actually spoke to them on the phone when I was trying to get a fire lit under this and get as much attention to it as we could. I actually talked to them at their uh, Shreveport department. And of course, you know, they don't do things like coming towards the rally. I think she explained to me, but um, I did send their information along to the family so they could be there to support them as well. Awesome. I love that. That's awesome. And I hope that uh, if the family wants that, I hope that that is there for them because I've right. heard really great stories from both sides. Right. But it grassroots efforts, you know, and I think we're just we're just a little podcast trying. We we usually do like we're a little bit more on like the more archival kinds of cases and cold cases. Mm-hmm. So we've both been a little bit kind of nervous about how to do do this in this format because it's an unfolding case. So right. um, this is a plat a platform that we offer you if there's there's uh, things you want to talk about or things you want to let people know. We we offer that opportunity for you. It's so impressive. I, I'm in awe again because you know you're just an everyday person and you've just taken this on. And I I think that's a great example too for these kids because I, I can't imagine also these kids at the school what they are going through. And it's it's a small school from from what I've read. And mm-hmm. that's that's the whole thing with bullying. And this this poor kid Paul, you know, he went months without telling anyone. He was silenced, and that's how bullying spreads. And so we have to we have to say something. We're out of we're out of our element, but we're we're. <laughs> We, we hope more people come forward because, uh, again, I don't know how this isn't, I, you know, this isn't national news yet. We feel like we're a little bit in an echo chamber. I, I can't imagine what you guys feel like in Ruston and Lincoln Parish. Right. right. That's that's what I've been trying to do is, you know, I've got people that I've contacted that work in the media and they're trying to help me, you know, word things as perfectly as possible because you can't imagine how many people email things to Fox News or um, CNN or NBC on the daily. So you have to be really catchy and really quick with what you say. But I've I've been doing all I can to, you know, get it out there and get it heard. And I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Maybe they'll oh. recognize my email one of these days. 
Oh, wow. I, uh, why, is, why is this woman emailing so much? Maybe we ought to take a look. Should we, uh, should we even, uh, I think it, it, maybe it's even worth bringing up and maybe Michelle has some, you know, this video was super disturbing. We won't get, you know, too in the weeds of it, but it, it's clear that, you know, there's something else, maybe if it's fair to say going on at the school and with the culture and you know, these bullies oftentimes, maybe they needed, you know, how did they get to be bullies? Where did that start? Can we go a step further? And I don't know if this is an answer for the school, the parents, but, you know, uh, if we could, and this is why this story matters, if we could get in a better position to, if we, if someone sees a problem to stop it in its tracks. And a a lot of times, unfortunately, that starts at school. Kids spend, you know, pre-pandemic, kids spend most of their times with their teachers. Right. Gosh, I'm trying to even think of what to say in regards to that. I think it just goes back to, you know, you know, teaching your kids and I'm not trying to tell anybody to parent or what to tell your kids to do, but just teaching your kids not to yeah, definitely to speak up if you see something. But not only that, but if something's happening to you, make sure that your communication is open enough for your child to come to you and make sure they know. If I ask my eight year old right now what happens if somebody is bullying him, he knows exactly what it is. And he knows I'm going to tell my teacher, I'm going to tell my principal, and I'm going to call you from school and tell you, and he's eight. And we have, you know, you need, we got to teach our kids that if something's happening, come to me, come to somebody, because that's what's, that's what's really going to, in that situation would help nip it in the bud. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not well-versed in the field, but from what I've read about, about, you know, school cultures, the way that they're set up, they can sort of excuse that kind of behavior so that students get the message that like, oh, okay, this is tolerated. Or if I can get away with this, then maybe I can do a little bit more and a little right. bit more and a little bit more. And then we get and to that position. And that's what kids do. Absolutely. That's exactly what kids do. They push. They push buttons all the way from when they're toddlers up into teenage years. Absolutely. And I hope that, you know, that we make, that we give grace to the family and the victim and that they are feeling safe and protected. And I hope that we give grace to the other children involved in this as well, so that we can get them whatever help that they need so that they don't continue on this path because they are kiddos and kiddos can change. We know that they have malleable brains and they learn real quickly better than us old people. So hopefully we can can get those kids, everybody involved, the help that they need. And then it sounds like there needs to be some changes. Absolutely. I agree with you. Thank you for speaking with this. I know this is not an easy topic. It's, 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 you know, certainly close to home and please, uh, good luck with your, you know, as you continue forward and trying to raise awareness and bring about reform and uh, keep us updated. Is, Is there anything else you'd like people to know before we, before we kind of wrap today? No, I think the only thing that I want people to know is that the people who are or who are supporting this and and supporting Paul. We're not a group of angry people. I know that there is angry people out there. Well, there's a lot of angry people out there making very rude comments. And I know that things have been said to some parents of Cedar Creek children. However, I just, those affiliated with me, we're not an angry mob. We're not being a persecutor. We're just here to support someone who's experienced something similar to us. Wow. Thank you. And you also have the Peach Festival for, uh, we're South Louisiana, so we will have to make a trip one day. And for anyone oh, else, that's... <laughs> absolutely. Boring. It's great. 
Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for inviting me on today.